Lessdoing.com. I think that it's time for your inner entrepreneur to come out and shine. Working with no limits. You know you're unstoppable. Flexibility and freedom. Showing you that anything's possible. Plan, execute, and get it done. No stress. We have overwhelmology 101. Lessdoing.com. My go getters make some noise. It's time to optimize, automate, and outsource. Woo! A lot of people that I talk to and things that I read in the news, it seems like a lot of people are waiting for this to be over. Now, obviously, everybody's waiting for this to be over. And by this, I mean the pandemic, of course. But it's like they're waiting to change things. Right, so there's a lot of businesses that have been forced to adapt to the current situations, whether that's working remotely or letting some people go or... or offering new products and services they weren't offering before, those are sort of givens. But a lot of people and a lot of companies that I, I, I see are missing out on the opportunity to use this as a chance to really hone their efficiency. And a lot of them are waiting for things to go back to normal so that they can go back to the way that things were. And I think that that's a big mistake for a number of reasons. First of all, we have no idea how long this is going to go on for. Uh, I have four young children, as many of our listeners know, and it was a sobering reality a couple weeks ago when we realized that school was very likely not going to return to session this school year. But now, with the way things are progressing and the fact that we are really going to have to wait till there's a proper vaccine to really get things going again, even as some states start to lift their restrictions, it doesn't mean things just go back to normal. All of a sudden, we're wrestling with the reality, the possible reality, that our kids may not be going back to school in the fall either. And any of you listening who have kids, that's a very real possibility. So the first problem there is, is we're waiting for something that's just gonna keep being a moving target. And even when it's over, it's really not gonna be over, right? Because things aren't gonna just completely go back to normal in one night, in one day. So that's the first problem. Uh, and there's a lot of that sort of wait and see, and I think that is what would be called the uh, sunk cost fallacy, right? Or, where, or, the, or the gambler's dilemma, I can't remember what it's called, but it's where you, know, you, you play a, a casino game and you're losing, you're losing, but you just keep playing because you think, you know, you got to hit it at some point. You got to hit it at some point, even though the odds don't actually ever change in your favor. So this idea of sort of waiting for things to get back to normal, we're just going to keep waiting. It's just going to become a waiting game with a moving target. So that's, that's, that's one problem. But the second issue, which is a bigger one, is to see this, or to, rather to not see this as the opportunity that it is, which is to change your business to run more efficiently. A lot of people might see this as they're changing their businesses to run in a way that they're not used to or they're not comfortable with or a way that's that's different than the way they've done it before. But the truth is, is that your businesses have to run at a level of efficiency that you have probably never contended with your entire professional life in order to deal with the current situation. So why would we want to give that up when things quote unquote go back to normal? If anything, I say that this is an opportunity to even push the limit further. We have these incredible restrictions in place. We're doing things in a way that we've never had to do. We're having to innovate in a way that we've never had to innovate before. 
we should stay on that path. You know, so one of the things that we teach here at Less Doing is about creating really optimized processes so that you can automate whatever you can and then outsource whatever's left or delegate whatever's left. You have businesses right now that are just scrambling to try to, you know, make the next sale that they can make and try to get money coming in the door. But they're not taking this opportunity to look at how they can hone in those practices, those processes. So seeing this is not just a simple opportunity to do that, but as a completely long-term shift in terms of the way that we do things. And I'm not talking about the new normal and accepting all that kind of stuff. That's not what this is about. This is really, honestly, seeing this as a better way of doing business than we've done it before. And I predict that many companies that get this right are never going to go back to the way that they were doing business before. They're not going to want to have big, expensive, physical spaces. They're not going to need to have as big a teams as they might have had before. This is going to be a fundamental shift in the way people do things if they do it the right way. And I can't promise you that if you're not doing it the right way, there are lots and lots of competitors of yours that are. Not all of them, but definitely some. So, treat this as a productivity experiment. And as with any experiment, there should be lots of variables that we test, and you should try to push the envelope to take this further than you might have even needed to. So, for example, if you find that there's some piece of software that you use in your business that's proprietary or custom or whatever, and it's costing you a couple thousand dollars a month, which is completely uh, common, could you do that same thing with free software that you might have to connect a couple different things together, like Zapier and Trello and other things to create a CRM, something that we've talked about before? But could you give up that massive expense of something that you feel is essential? This is also the time to give up that idea that only you can do anything in your business. There are so many business leaders that feel like they are the ones at the helm and that they are the only ones that can steer that ship. And they never have the opportunity, they never give the opportunity to anybody else to try to step up. This is the time to do that. Because when we talk about the replaceable founder, we talk about being more replaceable, I always want to replace people up, not out. One of my professors at college used to say, don't ever be irreplaceable, because if you can't be replaced, you can't be promoted. And that has stuck with me ever since. So when we come into companies and stuff, and, and people get concerned that we're there to replace them or to you know, get rid of jobs, we want to replace the things that you do so that you can let go of those anchors and elevate yourself. And if you do that in this current environment and you have somebody who you might have thought before could possibly be that person that could step up and be that next level person, now is the time to do it because the things that they were doing before are the kinds of things you should be automating and outsourcing and doing more efficiently. So I hope you heed this advice and start thinking about how you can turn the dial up to 11 on your productivity today. So what happens next, you may be asking. Well, 
Whenever you're ready, here are four ways I can help you grow your business and get back your time. One, join our free Facebook group, The Replaceable Founder. The second is to get our free Replaceable Founder mini course. The third one is to come to our next one-day Replaceable Founder workshop in New York City. And lastly, you could apply to my Less Doing Leaders program. Simply send an email to oao at lessdoing.com and through the magic of automation and some very human beings, we'll get you going in the right lane on the road to replaceability.